0: Almighty God, on this blessed day, it is never about me and let me decrease as you increase. Open our minds, soften our hearts and give us strength of limb that we might work together. May the words that I speak bring you praise, oh God, and never, never, never shame. It is in your name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Mm -hmm. Friday night in the Hobson household is, is date night has been for decades and uh, it has been cold this week, really cold. I tried to give my wonderful wife a hint that it's too cold to go anywhere. Now, I am i would have been just as satisfied Friday night to have a bologna sandwich and watch uh, uh, Gunsmoke reruns. But as I t- talked about how cold it was I think it affirmed her faith in going somewhere. So she said, we're going out to eat. We're going to see a play. And since I am the master of my household, I said, yes, ma'am, that's what we'll do. (laughs) And that's what we did. But Friday night was a spectacular night, as cold and frigid as it was, and I did not want to go out to eat. When we got there, a, a lady noticed her mask, the Delta Sigma Theta mask, and and, and they just started talking to extroverts talking. I mean, they just started talking bubbly, talking to one another and, and, and engaged me in the conversation because it was they were talking about life. This lady had spent uh, 20 years in the Navy and had retired and been all over the world. So it was quite an interesting conversation. But at the end, she called the waiter, got our ticket, and, and, and I'm told as a man, you don't let, I shouldn't be paying for her food. She shouldn't be paying for my food, but you will not allow us to pay for our food. And basically she said, this is what I do. I'm called, I'm, I'm an extrovert, I'm called to bring joy and happiness because I can and I want to. You know, I looked at those two women, my wife and her, and I and I understand that that they we are knowing it for a purpose. And there are people like her, like my wife, like Chucky and Nicole, who've got that those those personalities. And their calling, part of their calling is they are knowing it to build relationships and change lives by building bridges. Then we went on to the Hattie Lou Theater, one of, I think, one of Memphis best kept secrets. And we watched the play um, Mountaintop about an angel visiting Dr. King in his in his hotel room on the last night of his life and unraveling his life. And and, and it showed us that Dr. King could have done anything else. Uh, He's a black Baptist pastor with a Ph.D. and he could have lived an upper, upper class life in Atlanta, done Things and not had to die, not had to be involved in anything. But he was—he was anointed. He was called by God to serve. And and you can do one or two things when, when when you're called by God to serve. You can listen and do it, or you can not do it. It's your choice. We all stand at the crossroads. And and, and in, the, in the text, we see he says, "The spirit of he wrote, read from Isaiah." Which means it's centuries old, what God has been saying to us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me, it means He's chosen you to serve in one context or another. You've been chosen. Oh, it, bring, it ought to bring us so much joy to know that we have been chosen. God has put His hand and stamp of approval on us and said, Roger, Cynthia, Mayo. Chucky, this is what I want you to do. Your role won't be like Rogers. Your role won't be like Chucky's, but you have a role. This is what I need you to do. I've got people who need to be free from oppression. i got people who need to be fed. i got people who need to know this is the acceptable year of the Lord, which means my reign is, is happening, not the devil's reign. So we're chosen to serve the kingdom. And the question is, why ain't you doing it? We're chosen to serve the kingdom. Why ain't you doing it? What excuse do you? All the excuses. I've used them all. I'll do it later. I'm too young. I'm too cool. You know, this is me. And Lord's pulling at your heart strings and says, This is what I need you to do. I've gifted you with personality, with singing ability, with speaking ability, with with, with, with the ability to. Build houses to fix cars for the whatever I've gifted you to do. I need you to do it and stop playing. Stop playing. Stop going to temple after temple quoting scripture and talking about how good you are. Just show people that you are modeling what it is to be like Jesus Christ. We don't need to know how good you are. We don't need to know how you have not sinned. We don't need to know that you're the best person on your block. We just need to see you involved in kingdom building. And they gotta be positive. If you're kingdom building and putting people down, I'm feeding these poor people, but if they just if they just work a little harder, I'm feeding these poor people if they stop killing one another. I'm feeding these poor people if they pick up, if they if they do better, I'm do, I'm God, that, that ain't your business. You do what God has called you to do. If you if you're waiting in judgment, if you're sitting around talking about it, you don't know. If you've not traveled a mile, walked a mile in somebody's shoes, you ain't got no right to talk. You don't know what has called somebody to live on the streets. You don't know what's pushed somebody into prostitution. You don't know what's pushed somebody into drug usage. You don't know. But what we're called to do is build a world where we can answer those questions where people won't need to do those kinds of things. The people are freed from all the oppression. They're freed from all the disaster. They're freed from all the evil and all the heinous things that are happening They are free because you have been chosen to serve in the family God. And when you serve and we get together with Chuckie Nicole, we get together with Mrs. Mayo, get together. Oh, what a party you're going to have because you are so gleeful and so joyful in serving that you can do your little holy dance. Yes, I'm serving and I'm happy about it. Folk outside talking about me, but I'm not going to stop dancing. I'm not going to stop celebrating. I'm not going to stop shouting. They can say what they want to say, but what I got, on the inside, I'm so full, I'm so rich. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. What shall we do? You are anointed and set apart. Can you feel the anointing on you? See, the anointing, the anointing frees you from being about self. The anointing frees you from all materialism. I got the biggest house. I got the biggest car. I got more land. I got more money, more money, more money, more money. The anointing frees you to say that with my resources, whatever I got, my energy, I'm going to use it to build the kingdom of God. Every time I go by Habitat House and see those people working, most of these people are too old. to really be swinging a hammer or picking up wood elderly people who are out there building habitat houses because this is what god has called them to do and young people sitting around eating m m's and and, and 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 those little shop drinks to keep keep them alert for what you know I, I need something i need something to give me more energy to do nothing God has called us and he's asked the question why are you searching and seeking out the stuff I want your life to be complete. I want you to have nice things. If you want water for crystal, want to drink out of water for crystal instead of jelly glass, that's fine. But make sure everybody else has something to drink out of too. Why don't you? If you got caviar and, and, and prime rib, make sure that your neighbor's got something to eat. If you got a roof over your house, make sure that the, your neighbor's roof is not leaking. And if you get you you, you up and, and riding high, make sure that your neighbor's not depressed and sick and dying out of a loneliness. We are anointed and called. Do you know what your calling is? Have you asked a God, have you sought God to ask, what, how can you use your gifts to make a better place? You're called to, being called to serve in the kingdom is a high honor. Being called to serve in the kingdom when God says, Roger, Cynthia, Julie, and Ray, use your gifts to make the world a better place. In the midst of all the crazy things that are happening, people are killing, have been killing one another for centuries. People have been stealing, backbiting, all the evil because evil is out there, it's happening. You can't just give up to to the evil and say, okay, I'm gonna give up. No, no, for centuries we have fought against evil and we'll keep fighting against evil until Christ comes back. But he says on your journey, we can make the sun shine again. We can make people rejoice again. We can bring joy. If we just stop whining and complaining about how bad it is and get up and make it better, just stop talking about how bad it is. Yes, it can be bad. It's always been bad. Evil reigns, but it won't reign supreme. God is still king. God is still on the throne. And the question is will you join the army? Will you become a part of the kingdom? Will you take your anointing and answer God, this is Lord, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I remember going to <laughs> Russ College and looking at the Outer B. Wells Museum kind of setup, and thinking about this woman had an office bomb, had a life threatened, all the things that happened to her and she never stopped because she was in, she had a gift, the gift of writing, the gift of of using the word to make, make racism, uh, b- make people aware of racism and she never, never stopped doing it because she was anointed by God to do it she wasn't seeking to be famous she wasn't seeking to have the be the best editor in the world she was seeking to do what was right even at the expense of her life. When we seek to do what's right, when we seek to ask God what we need to do, all the joy that brings us, all the happiness that it brings us, we can we we can smile and be genuine, we can laugh and be joyful, we can we can join hands with others and say yes, we are about making the world a better place, and more than anything, if we bring children into the world, the greatest legacy we're going to give them is not the legacy to make money or to have status and to have bigger and better, but the legacy is the legacy of service. Your mama, your daddy, your granddaddy, your grandma taught you to serve, how to serve. And so when you take the torch and throw it down, you dishonor them. When you take the torch and say, I'll do it later, they is no, there's no later. The time is right now. You take this torch and you run with it. And before you give your last breath, I want you to give it to your child so he or she will give it to their child. But if we stop it, and too many of us have stopped the legacy, and we bought into the idea of this rat race of life. And Joe Lowry, one of our most famous Methodist preachers, or one of the most famous preachers in the world, who has gone gone on to glory. Joe Lowry always said, it doesn't matter if you're in a rat race and you win it. At the end, you're still a rat. At the end, you're still a rat. I don't want to be a rat in the rat race of life. I don't want to spin my wheels and wind down and at the end tell my Lord and Savior, I just didn't have time to be a part of the kingdom. You anointed me to serve and I just didn't do it. You laid your hands on me and so said, Roger, these are the gifts I've given you, use them and I just didn't do it. I was too busy going to the ball game, Lord. I was too busy going to the concert, Lord. I was too busy going to the club, Lord. I was too busy just doing stuff, Lord. i It was just about me. I was too busy racking up status for myself. I was too busy to free the oppressed. I was too busy to proclaim to accept the acceptable you of the Lord. I was too busy to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to recover a sight to the blind. I was just too busy. I don't want to stand before my Lord and the Savior and say I was just too busy. So the challenge for all of us as we think about the kingdom is to understand and know that the world was not an accidental design. God so designed a world that we would be in fellowship, rejoicing with one another and serving and praising him. And when we serve one another, we praise our Lord and we praise our savior. When we serve one another, we understand and know that that none of us are perfect. The thing I loved about the mountaintop play was it showed Dr. King's arrogance. It shows his, his humanity when he looked at other women it shows his ego, showed all the things that make us human, but more importantly, through ego and all the other things, all of the things that the world tries to lay on us, he rose above all of that. Stumbling along the way, yes, but he rose above all of that to use his gifts and graces and say, yes, I will serve and I'm glad to serve in the family of God. So whatever the FBI said about him, whatever Jacob Hoover said about him, whatever the enemy said about him, at the end of the day, they, could, they cannot say that he didn't give everything. Even his life, he gave everything. You, you can call me a womanizer, you can call me a cheat, call me what you wanna call me. I have made peace with God. But at the end of the day, when I stand before my God, he, I can say yes. I was down there with the men who were not treated like men. I was down there, and and, and I heard you, God. And I heard you, Lord. Say these people are men who deserve fair treatment. I was down there working and slaving and working to make sure that the kingdom came in on us. I was there, Lord, and thank you for giving me a mission. Thank you for giving me a job. Have you thanked God for giving you a mission? Have you thanked Him? Praise God, you've given me a mission to go out and serve. I'm a part of the centenary United Methodist Church. I will serve. I won't just sit here and be comfortable. I will get out and serve, Lord. I will draw men, all men unto you. That's my job. On my, on my job, I will tell people about you. At the barber shop, at Walmart, I'll tell people about you. Wherever I go, I'm going to tell folk about you because what you've done in my life and what you continue to do, and I'll tell people who have given up that there's hope out there. There's hope in following a true and living God. There's hope. You got a family of of Christian believers. You got a family of people who got your back. You got a family of people who love you. You got a family of people who care about you. You got a family of folks that you can call on. Praise him, praise him, praise him. You are not alone through the darkest days, through the roughest storms, you're not alone, through the death of of, of your spouse, through the death of your mother, your father, through the death of your child, through the death of your best friend, you are not alone, you'll never be alone. The spirit reigns supreme in you. And folk can see, folk can see your light shining. And when we stand before our God, and ask to see the saints that have gone before us, he will say, Well done, thy good and thy faithful servant, well done. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Are you ready to serve in the kingdom? Have you accepted your holy anointing to make a difference? It will make your life positive. It will make your life blessed. It will make your life meaningful. Never trust and believe people who tell you that it's all about prosperity. That that if you just have enough faith, you'll never be sick. You'll never never be depressed. You'll never have anything going wrong. Yes, it's a life. All the things that can go wrong will go wrong. You'll get knocked down time and time again. But Jesus will pick you up, time and time again. At the end, after you've had a slugfest with evil and the devil, you can smile and say, "I'm still standing. I'm standing tall. All my ancestors—I'm standing on the shoulders of all my ancestors that go back for generations. Evil, devil, oppression, racism, sexism, homophobia—none of these. None of these evils." can keep me down because I stand in solidarity with the family of God. And I know at the end of the day, everything's going to be all right. Amen, amen, and amen. Pray with me. Lord, you have anointed us. You've called us. I give thanks. To you, O oh God, for people like Chucky and Nicole and all the members of the centenary who have said yes and in lockstep with your desire and your wishes. You bring us peace, O oh Lord, in the midst of in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of racism, voter suppression, and in the midst of all the evils, you have said to us that evil shall not prevail, and we trust and believe you. There will be some tough days ahead, oh God, but you are with us. And there will be some battles lost, but the victory has been given. We've read our Bible, the main victory you've given over to us. For those who've listened to our, my voice and listened to our service and who want to join your army, all that, you just say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my life, lead and guide me, and it will be done. You can get in contact with us at Centenary, but there's a church closer to you. Just go and tell the pastor in the congregation, you have said yes to the Lord, and you need further guidance, and they'll be glad to do We want you at Centenary, but whatever's convenient for you, just we want you in a universal family of God. For those who will be with us during glory sightings, the same is true for you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen, amen, and amen.